All right, we are recording. So welcome everyone to the first episode of Red versus Blue. Uh, I am Steve, and joining me today is Bailey, the overly salted conservative on TikTok. Hi, Bailey. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing today? Good, good. So if you do not know me, um, my handle on TikTok is at politiktok 20 P-O-L-I-T-I-K-T-O-K-20. Um, and Bailey is the, uh, it's overly salted conservative, right? Not yes, the, Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Um, and today on this episode, first, first episode, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Twitter censorship of the president. Um, we're also going to be talking about the state of the election right now. And... Um, just kind of our thoughts and opinions and what we think is going to happen. And uh, we're going to go from there. So like I said, my name's Steve. Um, I was, I would say I was actually, I would consider myself a Democrat right up until 2012. I'd say um, I wasn't see the thing was, I wasn't old enough to vote in 2008. I was, I missed it by like two months. So, but I would have voted for Obama like back then i think a lot of us would have um bailey i don't know where you fall in the age range uh compared to me but i'm 29 so um i'm i feel like i'm older than a lot of tiktokers out there but um yeah so i was really like on the democratic side of the spectrum um right up until 2012 when mitt romney ran against obama and i saw kind of started to see the corruption in the Democratic Party and the different things through Obama's first term. And that was really the first um, election that I voted in. And I voted for Romney. And then as things geared up towards 2016, I kind of always knew as soon as Trump announced that he was running for president, um, that's who I was going to vote for. Uh, and I didn't vote for him because he was running as a Republican. I voted for him because he was an outsider and he spoke his mind and wasn't afraid of the Washington elite and what they were going to say about him. I mean, he was an outsider. He was the underdog and it's proven to be pretty successful for him. So that's kind of my little bit of a background. So Bailey, if you want to, you can tell us a little bit about you. Okay. So I was in elementary school when Obama first ran, I'm 23 now. Um, so in elementary school, I just thought it would be cool for Obama to be the president. So I was all for that. And I was for his second term too, seeing as I was not of the age to vote. So it didn't even really matter that much what I thought. But I was a voting age when Trump and Hillary ran. And I was a big liberal at the time, which is crazy now to think about, seeing as I am very much in support of Donald Trump. But I voted for Hillary in 2016 because I was a freshman in college and just really easily persuade. And so my friends are all like, oh, first woman president, she'll be awesome. And I was like, okay, yeah. But my mom had talked to me. She's like, but Benghazi. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty awful of Hillary. But I still, I voted for Hillary Clinton. And then shortly after, I went Republican um, because you know, everyone was so scared of Donald Trump. People were screaming in the streets. He's not going to do anything good for the country, but he did exactly what he told us he was going to do. So I was 
I was impressed and also a little bit shocked because when he first announced he was running, I was like, oh, isn't Donald Trump some big celebrity? And for me, it felt like when Kanye announced he was going to run for president, just a big joke. But I think Donald Trump becoming president was just a great blessing to this country. And he's done so many amazing things from peace deals with other countries, lowering our taxes, unemployment rate at its all time lowest and all time lowest in the black community. And that is just amazing. But that's why I got, um, that's why I became a Trump supporter. And then shortly after I started dabbling on TikTok and one day I made a political TikTok post and it did really well and it just, got me into political TikTok, which is such a huge community. And here I am now. Awesome. Yeah, the the political community on TikTok is a very, very tight knit community. And when I say that, I really mean the conservative side of TikTok. I hate to say that because I would really love if we could all just get along, honestly. Um, but that's not going to happen anytime soon because there's so, there's so much contention in, it seems, I don't know. It seems like things are just so much more tense than I remember growing up. And maybe that's just, I was young and I didn't understand it and things like that. Maybe things have always been like this. I don't know, but I think you said one really important, really key thing there and it's the fact that he made promises to us and he kept them he did the things that he said he was going to do and that to me is extremely extremely important in a candidate running for the highest office in our country so for him to do the things that he says he's going to do that's huge i mean the wall is being built he lowered taxes. He did just all these amazing things. And he's done so much, like you said, for the black community too, which is huge because honestly to me, and I may get some hate for this a really good way to start the podcast off, but I really consider, I really think about the democratic party as like modern day slavery. Now mm -hmm. I'm in Michigan. So I see and I don't know where you're at. I can't remember where you said, but we have two of the like worst cities in the country. You know, we've got Detroit and we've got Flint and they're always like number one and three on the country's most dangerous cities. And those cities have been run by Democrats for so long. And unfortunately the people living in these communities don't, see what the Dem democratic party has done to them and i hate mm -hmm. to see that and i would love to see wayne county or genesee county go red one of these times like just try it just see you know but unfortunately yeah. we're painted as bad guys yeah and i completely agree with you there it does seem like modern day slavery and if you've been keeping up with candace owens at all and her new book she just released she does talk about how the democrats are keeping people in the black community in this sort of plantation like living situation where they make all these promises they're going to do all these things for the black community 
but all they're doing is making sure that the black community can't rise out of poverty. They don't want the population to grow. That's why they put Planned Parenthoods in primarily black communities to encourage abortions from the black community because I've not seen a Planned Parenthood in a primarily suburban white community at all. So it's primarily black communities. And that's really sad to think about. And I know that the pro-life, pro-choice is a really deep subject Oof, and it just yeah. causes a lot of controversy. So I won't get into that too much, <laughs> but you can see what they're doing to the community. They're making these government housing so that people in the black community are just stuck relying on the government and not rising above these, uh, these government housing situations, the government, like the food stamps and all this, they're content because the government that they're in, the area that they're in, the primarily democratic area they're in is saying, it's okay for you to stay here. You shouldn't try to aim up here. Fair enough. And that's kind of what I see from the Democratic Party as well. Now, you said that that's what's the name of Candace Owens new book? I saw it in. Hold on one second. I saw it in the bookstore today. And. What is her book called? Hold on. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's called Blackout. <laughs> Blackout. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll have to pick that up and check it out. I'm sure you can get it online or, you know, digital version or whatever. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah. And I would, I would love so much more than to see the, the black community rise above, you know, above that because, but that, but that's the big thing with the, the democratic party too, is it's not only the black communities, it's, it's everybody. They don't, they don't want a middle class. They want an upper class and they want a lower class. Mm -hmm. And that's it. They want to get rid of the middle class. They really do. And you can see that with the quote unquote president elect. You can see that if you've read his tax plan, you see that he says, oh, I'm not going to tax, raise my taxes on the middle class. But if you go to, I think it's page 40 of his tax plan, he actually is planning to charge the middle class fees. So he's not going to raise their taxes. He's just going to charge them additional fees. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And not only that, without getting too much into the tax plan, but, you know, like what I've been trying to tell people in my lives on TikTok and stuff, it's that even if even if the middle class tax rates were staying the same as they are now, the problem that you're going to run into is all these people that make four hundred thousand dollars or more a year are now getting taxed 62 percent. But you're not going to see those people um, taking a cut. All they're going to do, you know, this person making, let's say $400,000 a year who was paying, what is their tax rate? Is it like 30, 30% or something like, something like that right now? But yeah, it's something for, like that. For ease of math, we'll say 400,000 and you got 40, 80, and that's $120,000 just paying in federal taxes. Now you got state and local taxes as well. Um, so 120,000, sorry, the, <laughs> the wife came down here and we got some breaking news from, uh, Trump's Facebook, which I'll mention in a minute here. Um, but you figure that's, <sighs> she just distracted me. 
40, 80, 120,000 in federal taxes. So let's just say there were no other taxes. That person making $400,000 a year is now down to a bring home of 280,000. Well, do you think they're really going to take that cut? Or I'm sorry, at 30%, their bring home is 280,000. I apologize. Um, so let's say for ease of math, let's just call it 60%. Now they're doubling those taxes. Now they're paying $240,000 in taxes. And I know you're giving me that look like you don't have to tell me you're preaching to the choir, but <laughs> <laughs> well, now that person making 400,000 is now only bringing home 160,000. You think they're going to take a cut? Absolutely not. They're going to raise their wage mm -hmm. to make sure they're bringing home the same amount that they were. And how are they going to do that? If the business's revenue doesn't allow that with, their current situation, well, what are they going to do? They're going to cut jobs. They're going to cut hours. They're going to cut pay. They're going to cut everything to make up because they're not about to lose anything. You think Athlete. Jeff Bezos is going to make lose any money? Absolutely not. And um, predominantly people who make around 400K, there's a big um, people who own apartment complexes and houses that they rent out they typically make around that um, bracket. And so that just means if they have to pay more in taxes, they're not going to take that loss. Just like you said, they're going to raise your rent. So how are you going to afford rent now when the job, the big corporation you're working at that has to lower your wage and lower your hours is going to, so they don't take a loss. They're going to cut your hours and now you have a higher rent to pay and less hours to make money. Absolutely. Now, somebody in the in the live on TikTok is saying that I fundamentally misunderstand the tax system in this country because somebody who makes $400,000 a year, if they get an increase in tax, I'm saying they're going to increase their pay. But yeah, absolutely. But all you have to do is look at the math and see, okay, if I raise my uh, gross income to this amount, I'll bring home the same amount. It's simple math here. Uh, they also said... Um, people who make over 400,000 a year. Okay. It's the 1%, not the middle class. Yeah, I know that. Um, mm -hmm. so anyways, <laughs> without, uh, going too much on a tangent there, I just, I just think it's, it's a disaster waiting to happen. And I, I don't even know what's going on anymore with this election. I don't know if Republicans are still holding a majority in the Senate or what's going on. Um, but let's kind of transition into, social media censorship. Oh, yes. Yeah. And this was your topic that you wanted to talk about. So I might, do you want to take the lead on this? Okay. Yeah. I just have a lot to talk about this. Yeah. And I guess it's gotten me fired up because I got censored on my Instagram the other day and I made this post. Oh. Um, I found this TikToker and they posted this TikTok. And so I saved the video and I put it onto my channel um, because their post was, these Trump ballots were found in a dumpster after the election. And then another video clip is of one of the people that are in charge of the ballots and they're counting the ballots. They go and you see that they clearly start marking ballots and changing the ballots. So I put that on my TikTok or I put that on my Instagram. And about a few minutes later, I get a notification. Instagram re removed it for violating community guidelines. And then another big TikToker, Brenna Brown, a huge conservative TikToker, she made a post and she was talking about how uh, she was made a post about Hunter Biden. 
and that post was immediately taken down. And then she got shadow banned for a little bit because she brought up Hunter Biden. And that happens with a lot of people. If you tweet Hunter Biden, you're not going to find anything. If you search up a Hunter Biden tweet, you're not going to find negative things because Twitter has been removing anything negative to do with Hunter Biden. Just like um, I even made a TikTok video. So on my page, it's just a screen recording of me on Twitter going through the president's um, Twitter page right after the election where he's talking about the voter fraud and all of those tweets, you just see they're blank, removed for community violations. I can click a tweet and it'll show me what it originally had said, but they had removed it so you can't access it easily. So there's just all these examples of um, conservative censorship that's happening on social media. And it's just, it's just, it's driving me crazy because I've, it's not the first time that I've been censored on social media for a conservative post or any of my TikTok friends of mine. It just keeps happening. And I think Facebook was really the flagship for that because then they brought in their fact checkers, which is fine. I'm okay with fact checkers, but you can very clearly tell that there's a bias there. Mm-hmm. So the the thing is all these social media platforms, and I think it's, I guess I can't really leave out Instagram um, being owned by Facebook, but you got Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are the top, you know, the big three. And the problem comes out that it's, it's like they're fact checking and it seems like they're only fact checking conservatives. They don't, I don't see any of my liberal friends posting, you know, these articles that have been about, you know, whatever topic that have been confirmed to be incorrect information, but there's no fact check on it. So it's all about conservative information. And I thought we had a safe haven on TikTok, and apparently we don't anymore. Um, but it, it's just getting crazy. And I actually, right before we uh, got, you know, got together here, um, I went through Joe Biden's um, Twitter and I'm looking through it and I'm like, wow, none of this is fact checked. None, or none of this is, um, you know, has a warning on it or anything. And, you know, he's claiming victory of the election, which I guess is fine on the surface if we're just looking at popular votes as of right now. Don't get me wrong, as of right now. Um, but that should be that should have a little disclaimer on there as well, because nothing's been confirmed. Nobody's confirmed anything. And now that he got a, a state taken away from him, mm-hmm. he's under the threshold where he needs to be. Now, technically, he's still beating Trump when you look up anything, you know, 259 to 214. But I think as more of this comes out, I think we're going to see some some different things happening. People think I'm reading their comments on my live and I'm really not. Um. It's, it's funny that you bring up that just because I was looking online today and I use the server DuckDuckGo just because it gives me not primarily left winged um, articles, but it gives me a variety so I can find whatever kind of article I want instead of having to like take forever searching and it most likely won't be on Google. But I was looking at the live election results on this one page and it shows how Biden will have 49.7% in one state. I think it was Georgia or something. And Trump will have 49.3. 95% of the votes have been counted, but there's still 5% left. And I don't think it was Georgia, but just for the sake, it was a state. Um, and they give that state to Biden. The bo- votes aren't fully counted. 
and the margin is so small. And they award Biden that. But with Trump leading in one state, North Carolina, by 50% and Biden at 47%, they just refuse to give the state. And then it's been days and North Carolina still hasn't been given to a party because Trump is leading in that state. And just like when the election night hit, the minute the polls closed for Washington, Oregon, and California, Biden got them immediately the minute it ended. But it took hours for us to get Florida. It took hours for us to get Texas. Yeah, and I did notice that. I thought that was really, really odd. So I was watching the map on... Oh, I think it was Newsmax or something like that. And um, I wasn't really watching the live coverage because um, I was live on TikTok at the time. So I was like, yeah, this is just too much to try to focus on this and focus on the TV and focus on everything. So I just had my iPad up and I was just paying attention to the map. And I noticed that too, as soon as 10 p.m., at least my time hit, boom, blue, doom, doom, doom. I'm like, Okay, but we knew Trump was going to take Florida. We knew Trump was going to take Texas, but they Mm -hmm. wanted it to look like, you know what? It wasn't Newsmax. I take that back. It was Fox News. That's what I was watching it on. That is the only time I've so long. Yeah, that's the only time I've ever paid attention to anything that Fox News had to say. (laughs) And uh, right. You know, it, it was like, okay, what's what's going on here? And I think a lot of us knew. That. Oh, okay. Somebody in my live is saying they also pulled Georgia from Biden. I, I saw that Georgia went gray. Okay. I must've missed that. I don't know. Um, But man, I lost my train of thought again. Damn. Um, but uh, what is wait. it? The minute California turns yeah. blue. Yeah. I mean, can we all kind of, uh, predict that California is going to go blue. Absolutely. But the minute the polls close automatically, boom, done. Like, come on now. We know Even Texas. In Hawaii. So in Hawaii, the polls hadn't closed. The voting hadn't been done. And I was using Google. So you can click on the states to see what counties are voting, what color, like red or blue, like Democratic Republican. And it hadn't even, the votes hadn't even been counted in Hawaii. And they gave Biden Hawaii right away. Now, granted, like, yes, I I was aware that Hawaii was going to go blue. It typically does, just like California typically does. But the polls, the voting hadn't stopped. People were still able to vote. And they just rewarded Biden with Hawaii. Right. And we, yeah, it was like here in Michigan, our, our, Polls close at seven o'clock and we didn't get an update on Michigan for hours. And, you know, I think, I think this is a good, good transition into a little bit of what's going on. Um, And I think there was a reason for all the delays on a lot of stuff. I think they were very, very quick to call States for Biden. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think with everything coming out now um, there's, I think there's a lot of stuff and uh, evidently, and this is what my wife came downstairs to show me is um, I, I hate to say it cause I really don't want to watch it, but um, supposedly they're going to reveal ballot corruption 
at 9 p.m. on Hannity tonight. So, oh wow, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So nobody is. Yeah, there's really. I I find it really funny because all over my social media, you find you find the liberal social media people that you are friends with on your personal social medias that are posting all these liberal things. And this one post that this one girl that I follow posted is she's like, I like how the right is claiming voter fraud with zero evidence, even though there is numerous accounts of evidence. Yeah. Like in Michigan, for example, dead people are voting. Like I didn't realize that my 107 year old grandpa would be voting in Michigan right now. Seeing as he's dead. Yeah. Um, so my, my grandfather passed away. Uh, over the summer and I don't know when these things get mailed out. I don't know when they get printed. I don't know anything like that, but I was talking to my grandmother and she was livid because he received a ballot and she, she was, she's like, how the hell is he going to vote beyond the grave? Like she was mad (laughs) and she is a like, I don't know. I think back in the day in Michigan, they don't make us do this anymore. But I think back in the day, they made you register under a party and both mm-hmm. him and her were registered Democrats. And she is still a registered Democrat in Michigan. And even she was mad. She's like, really? You just think you're going to get a vote because he's dead? I'm not going to send in two. She went up to this. I, I mean, I think this is partly like grief, but she mm-hmm. marched up to her her voting place, wherever that is, where she lives. And she's like, so how's my husband supposed to vote if he's dead? Like, and this is my grandma is like the sweetest little old lady that you will ever meet. And so for her to get mad about something is just it, like that is it's ridiculous. But no, they did find um, what did they say? I just saw this. They found 10,000 records of people that are dead in Michigan that cast a vote for this election and an additional 2000 that were over what oh god born in the 1800s yeah like i saw that too like 1850 and i was like (laughs) it's like i don't think he should still be living no and on top of that the um our attorney general here uh dana nessel um sent a cease and desist because there's a video going around right now that somebody recorded the audio from a um poll workers training and i don't know if you've seen that um where you can it's like an 11 minute clip and you can hear them telling them stuff like okay what do we do if we get a trump vote and you can hear people in like in the crowd or whatever that are getting trained for this they're like oh we toss it in the garbage and stuff like that so for them to say in a roundabout way getting to the point that there's no evidence there's evidence mounting all over the place. And I, I don't think that this is a new thing. I don't think that this is just something that started this year with this election. Oh, yeah. This has been planned. But this has been planned. Yeah. I mean, well, we know we have evidence that in 2016, Hillary conspired with the DNC against Bernie Sanders. She's mm-hmm. the reason he didn't get the nomination. And dead people voted for Hillary too. Yeah, and they tried to they tried to cheat the election last time, and it didn't work out for them. The problem mm-hmm. is they learned from their mistakes, but now they're getting caught again. It's like 
And I think they're scared because I don't think they realized how powerful Donald Trump was going to be, how many great things he was going to do for the country, mm-hmm. how he's not going to allow China or other foreign countries to try and take us over. And they're totally fine with us becoming a socialist communist country. And so I think once Donald Trump was ready to drain the swamp, as he's been saying, they tried to up the ante. Sorry, that was gross. Um, yeah, absolutely. And can I can I share a little bit of a conspiracy theory with you? Go for it. I think this is all part of his plan. I don't think he was supposed to win this, like, initially. Mm-hmm. I think this is all part of his plan to, as he says, drain the swamp. Mm-hmm. I have mean, you guy... been seeing... Go ahead. Have you been seeing the, um, the Tippecanoe conspiracy that people are mentioning right now it's been going around social media and stuff but the Tippecanoe thing is like every 20 years or on the 20th of the year there's a an attempted assassination of a president no i haven't seen this mm-hmm. and so like all the like yeah so jfk was a Tippecanoe conspiracy and then there were other presidents that were either had an attempted assassination. Oh yeah. Had an attempted assassination. It was always on that 20th year. Yeah. My grandma sent me an article about it on Facebook. And Hmm. so I found it interesting that this started going out right before the results came out. So I saw it primarily on the left. So I was like, are they going to use this conspiracy of Tippecanoe to try and assassinate Donald Trump? Because I guarantee he was going to win. I still believe there is a chance that Donald Trump's going to come out and he's going to win. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I kind of compare, and this may be a horrible comparison, but I kind of compare Trump to Reagan in a way. And Reagan, there was an attempted assassination on him. And I love his response at one of his rallies that he held after the fact when a balloon popped and he just looked at the audience and said, miss me. And then just kept on with his speech. <laughs> um, have you ever, you haven't, have you seen that video? I haven't seen that. Oh, but it's that awesome. Funny. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. I, what I am surprised by is that we haven't seen any sort of attempt mm-hmm. um, in the last four years, just with how the, how kind of crazy the left has gotten and desperate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I love how they say that, well, Donald Trump, you know, started all this division in this country. No, he didn't. Y'all are the one out, ones out there rioting and they want to call them peaceful protests. But <laughs> it's not the case. It's not what we see. There is more racism on the left than I've ever seen on the right. You can find there was this one. Asian woman and she there was a video of this and she's a Trump supporter she has her Trump flag and she has a Trump hat on and she's just on the streets with a bunch of other people and she's just you know holding out her flag and just for the cars driving by very sweet and this one millennial-ish aged boy he comes up to her and he starts calling her all these racial slurs and she's like, you're racist. He's like, I'm not racist. You're racist. And I was just like, how is she racist? When she used no racial slurs slurs to this kid and he comes at her because she has a Trump flag and a Trump hat on. 
You know what term I've grown to just absolutely despise that they like to call um, black Trump supporters? Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom. I hate that. That is just one of those things that just builds a fire in my soul. And I just, I, ooh, irritates me. I don't even know why. Um, I mean, I guess I do, but because to me, that's almost like a racist type comment or type name to call somebody. Yeah, there is, um, there's this big movement um, called Knights of Aloha happening in Hawaii right now. And my friend, she kind of started it. And um, I, I used to go to school in Hawaii. So I was a part of some organizations and I had this Snapchat group chat. And two of the girls that are now like leading this organization, they decide they're gonna go to one of the Knights of Aloha's um, events that they're putting on in Hawaii. And, you know, they played like the F Donald Trump song, whatever. They said they were scared for their lives, which they obviously weren't because they were greeted. And, you know, the people there were like waving at them and giving them shaka. So they were, they were allowed to go to this event, even though they were being unprofessional. And then after this, they sent us a video telling us all about it. And they're like, there are no, and these are primarily Hawaiian Pacific Islander people that are in this organization. And they go, there's no such thing as Hawaiians for Trump. That's like saying Jews for Hitler. And I was just like, I was like, how ignorant of you to decide how someone's going to identify as a Hawaiian, as a Pacific Islander, and how dare you decide what they get to support and try to compare it to Hitler, like that's ridiculous. And it was just sad to see. Yeah, that's that's frustrating. Especially when they were greeted with so much kindness. And the thing is, I've seen this organization grow and these people, they're not mean, they're not aggressive. It's not like if I were to go into a left protest wearing my Trump hat and get spit on as many Trump supporters have. They've, they've handled people who don't support their side and all they do is greet them with kindness mm-hmm. and try to tell them their side and their opinion, but they have never been aggressive. So for these girls to claim to be scared for their lives, they weren't scared for their lives because if you were terrified for your life, you would not go put yourself in a situation where you thought you could be killed. Yeah, exactly. No, I 100% agree with that. Oh, just crazy, crazy times we're living in. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's amazing is the fact that all these riots will, st- if Biden gets named our president fairly and we find that it is fair, I think mm-hmm. a lot of Republicans are going to accept it, accept the results. I think there will be a fair few that don't still and they will live in denial. Um, Speaking for myself, I can say that if it is found that it is is blah, it is a fair election, I will accept the results. But I'm afraid to say that if Trump does win, these riots are just going to continue. And I just don't understand how so many people can cannot look at that and say, okay, it's the left that's really causing all this violence and this destruction and Trump's not 
I don't want to say he's not doing anything, but he's not doing anything to deserve any of the treatment he's gotten. He's not done anything to, he's not telling, you know, the left to go out and destroy their, their cities. And he's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just extremely he's offered to help end the riot and the governors to Portland, their city is being burned to the ground. Trump's like, I will send in help. And he's like, we don't want your help. Yeah. So you want your city to continue to burn. And the thing is, once Biden was projected as the president elect, not one single Republican riot. I've not seen one single Republican riot attack anybody on the left or anything. But all they've done is they have protests outside of the voter areas in certain counties. And they're being very kind. They're praying. That's what they're doing. They're praying. They're praying for a a justified election. It doesn't matter who wins or loses as long as it is valid. It's legal. We want the legal votes. I'm sorry, but I don't think Biden advertising that every single vote casted should be validated because dead people can't vote. You can't vote more than once. So people who are allowing absentee ballots to be sent as well as in-person ballots to be cast by the same person, you can't do that. It's Mm -hmm. illegal. And that was another thing here in Michigan that they were saying. um, There was an article that was released on Newsmax that stated um, one of the poll workers was speaking out and blowing the whistle on the operation at uh, the TCF center. And I guess what they were saying were, was that people were being coached to vote for Biden. People were being coached to um, if they voted absentee to go ahead and vote again in person. Um, And those kind of things just aren't, it's not right, you know? And like, shoot, if I thought I could get away with it, man, I'm, I'll go vote absentee and in person for Trump, you know, it's, but I know that's illegal. And, and it's, it's just not right. Because the thing is, the whole reason we vote for a president is not because one side is better than the other. It's what, do, what does the majority of the people think is best for their country? And if you cheat that way, you're cheating the people. So Biden says, oh, I want to serve the people, even the people that didn't vote for me. I was like, you've already cheated them in this election. Mm -hmm. If you're going to allow voter fraud to happen, you've already shown that you will be a terrible leader if you allow this kind of thing to happen. And the thing is, if you truly don't believe there is voter fraud, then let those ballots be recounted. Let Trump and his legal team investigate it. Because if you guys are as clean as a whistle and there is nothing to hide, then you should not be opposed to allowing Trump to go make sure that this was a legal election. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the key right here, right there. And the fact that they're fighting it tells you that they know something mm-hmm. and they don't want to get caught. And that's why I'm, that's why I have my conspiracy theory that I don't think Trump was initially supposed to win. I think this was all by design just so he could do this. Mm-hmm. Just because... so he could prove. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, just so he could prove what we all already know on the right side is that the 
Democratic Party is and always has been very corrupted. And do you think that'll change anybody's mind on the left about voting for that Absolutely side? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The thing is, I've had many conversations with people on the left, and I provide facts. I provide evidence. I provide like anything I can provide that is factual, that is evidential. They don't care. It doesn't matter. All I'll get told is, oh, well, you're a racist. And I was like, no, because Trump does all these things for minority people, for people of color, all these things for these communities. He's doing all these things. And they're like, no, he's still a racist, even though they choose to ignore all the racial slurs Joe Biden has called people. That is not, it's not even hidden. It's not like someone wrote it down and said, oh, this was from Joe Biden. It, you can watch it come out of his mouth and mm -hmm. it still doesn't matter. Even though I've never once heard Donald Trump use a racial slur towards any person. Mm -mm. Now, I do know, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I do know that in the 70s or early 70s, late 60s, he did refuse to rent to the black community. And I'm not excusing it. But I think, I hate to say it like this, but I, I it was more socially acceptable in the 60s and 70s. The thing is, I've also looked into that. And mm. when you do some more research, it's not that he was trying to get people of color not to be rent. He wasn't trying to rent to not people of color. He was trying to get people who could afford to live in those housing areas. They could live there. But if you couldn't afford it, he wasn't going to rent to you if you can't afford it. Right. And, and that's just like you have to submit your pay stubs and stuff like that just to prove that you are making the income it takes to live in that kind of housing. And if they weren't, he refused for them to live there. So I don't feel like it was more because he didn't like black people because he's always, you know, he's always stood by them. He's given many black people loans to start businesses and then decided they didn't need to pay him back. They could just take the money. So I just, when I researched it, it was just because they couldn't afford the housing. Okay. And that's fair. And they still do that. They're still going to mm -hmm. check your income. And, and it doesn't matter what color you are. They're going to check your income. If they don't think you can afford it, then I don't think you can afford it. And they're going to say no. Um, and you were kind of getting into what I was going to say, because I haven't done, I will admit it. I haven't done as much research into that as I should. Um but that's what I was going to get at is I don't necessarily think that it was about color. I think it was more about income. So mm -hmm. I'm glad you said that you took the words right out of my mouth. So thank you. Um, but yeah, I, you know, looking into his past, he's done nothing racist, but then what I was going to say is then you get, you fast forward to 1994 and you've got the crime bill, which mm -hmm. kept blacks incarcerated it allowed more blacks to be incarcerated and keep them there for x y and z crime and it didn't really matter what it was it just allowed the governments to do it and that's exactly totally wrong and now i know there's a lot of controversy around him but clarence thomas you know mm -hmm. there's a lot of controversy with that and blah 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 we're not going to get into the whole Anita Hill thing. That's a whole separate conversation. 
But the fact that Biden tried to destroy his career and didn't want him on the Supreme Court. And correct me mm -hmm. if I'm wrong, but all my research on this has shown he didn't want a black man on the Supreme Court. He didn't. He didn't want desegregation to happen. And when it was time, he voted for segregation to continue happening and said he didn't want his kids to grow up in a racial, racial jungle. And then he passed the crime bill years later. Mm -hmm. I feel so like it's just he. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I think there, there's a little bit of a delay between our conversations here. So. Yeah, it just it just shows Biden has had nothing but a history of making the lives of people of color much, much harder. He has made the black community struggle more by allowing this crime bill to happen. It One of the biggest things that is an issue in black communities is fatherless homes. Candace Owen talks about that in her book and she also talks, she's just talked about that all over, but that is a huge issue. And then you are allowing black men to be locked up for petty crimes. Even Kamala Harris locks up people for petty crimes and then laughs about smoking marijuana when she was asked if she ever had. She locks up someone for having a few grams of marijuana, which is very, very minuscule, and then laughs if she ever tried it. And then she claims, this year she's claiming to be black, but when she ran for Senate, she was uh, Indian American. Well, you know, we can identify as whatever we want now, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I could wake up tomorrow and I'm a girl just because I feel like it for 24 hours. You know, it's exactly the, the thought process is just not there. It's not there. And for her to now claim that she is a part of black community. And if she is cool, but you allowed yourself to lock up people in your own community and then keep them past their release date. You made sure that they had to stay longer than they were due because you wanted the cheap labor. And that is ridiculous. Yep. But, you know, why research anything, right? Vote True. with your heart. I should just, and no, I just look up CNN and I'm like, oh, that's, that's the facts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even though they've been caught in a dozen lies too. But, you know, we're not going to talk about that because if we, if something's happening over here, but we look over here, it's not happening. Exactly. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter because CNN can backtrack and say, oh, I actually meant this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's totally true. Obviously, the facts don't matter. It just matters how you're feeling. And if I feel like I want to commit a crime and not get penalized for it, then I guess I should be able to because that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. <laughs> you, can't, you can't rely on your feelings and ignore evidence. Yeah, not at all. Because if I wanted to say Donald Trump is a homophobic president, even though he has been working tirelessly to make being gay not a crime in other countries because they are penalized to death if they're gay in other countries, and he doesn't want that to happen, he makes sure that you can't be penalized for being gay in the workplace. They can't 
um, discriminate against you. And he's never done that before he was president. And he was just a businessman. He did not discriminate. He gave gay couples the same rights he gave straight couples. But he's homophobic. Yeah. I had, I have a really good example of um, just the out, just outrageous claims from the left. So I have, I'm not even going to say a friend, I'm going to say a, an acquaintance that um, we, we constantly got in arguments on Facebook during the uh, 2016 election cycle. And we have a mutual friend who is trans um, transitioning um, to male. Um, And that's fine and dandy. I, you know, without getting too deep into that conversation either, I just don't understand it. I, cause I'm not, I, I, I joked about it, but I'm not about to wake up and say, okay, I want to be a woman. Cause I don't understand it. Um, but he, if I say she, I'm still getting used to this, but he's a really good friend of ours. Um, and he's Latino. So he posted, uh, put this thing up on Facebook. It was like a day after the election about how he, um, supported Trump and supports his efforts and this, that, and the other with, with everything. And him and I talked a little bit after, um, this whole thing went down and, um, you know, that basically he's saying, I'm not voting based on, you know, LGBT rights. I'm, I'm voting based on what I've seen him do with the economy. And, you know, my life is a hell of a lot better, um, now than it was four years ago. Um, so put this whole post up and our far left acquaintance commented, basically shunning him and saying, how dare you, how dare you vote for that rotten, evil man, orange man, bad. Um, he wants to kill you because you're trans and this, that, and the other. And I hopped in there and I don't anymore. I don't get into political, political arguments on Facebook because it never does any good. Um, Mm -hmm. so I've really stayed away this time around, but I said, you know, I had nothing to lose. So I was like, how dare you? How, I mean, it was a lot more colorful than that, but I was like, how dare you tell him how to vote? You are literally what's wrong with the democratic party. You are part of the problem. How dare you treat him like this? And she just went on this tirade and called me every name under the sun and told me I was racist and I'm homophobic and I'm this and I'm that. And that I would, I would watch, um, I would, I would watch a homosexual or a person of color getting killed in front of me and not do a damn thing about it. And I was like, I'm thinking to myself, like I I was in shock. I didn't even know what to say. I was like, you're, you are literally what's part of the pro you're part of the problem because I'm sitting here defending not only my transsexual friend, but who is also Latino. So technically right. A person of color. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not exactly. just the black community. I'm like, what the hell? So, <laughs> so my wife jumped in of course, cause she saw it and she was like, wow. Oh my God. I can't believe I can't believe I've been married to a racist homophobe for 10 years. Thank you so much. 
and then she blocked us both so i'm like whatever yeah and she she ended up blocking him as well and i messaged him and he was like no no thank you i've been trying to get rid of her <laughs> so yeah the thing is the left they pick their favorite words and their favorite words are homophobic racist xenophobic any of those names and they'll call you that even though you're not because the thing is i don't know about you i'm but for me if it came out that donald trump was an insane racist like as racist as biden is super homophobic wanted trans and gay people to die wanted black people to live an awful life and allow the police to to kill them he wouldn't be my vote but the thing is i've done so much research to prove that donald trump is the complete opposite of that and that is one of the reasons he has my vote because he is not a homophobe and he is not a racist man no a hundred percent i'm right there with you i wouldn't be wearing this hat i wouldn't have this background if he came out tomorrow and said listen i am a racist i hate people of color i hate gays and bi and transsexuals and whatever other letters they have in that acronym i'd be like okay you don't have my vote anymore biden still exactly. wouldn't get my vote but i'd vote for kanye yeah vote for kanye <laughs> vote for yeezy you know like come yeezy, on yeah exactly because and the thing is oh sorry no go ahead i was gonna say donald trump people try to argue oh he might like the gays but he hates the trans people because he doesn't want them in the military trans people can be in the military they have to go through the same amount of paperwork as if i tried to go into the military and i had asthma because you are gonna they're held to the same standards as a cis person would be held to and the thing is they should be because trans people have a mental disorder called gender dysphoria and it's usually not they don't get over that mental disorder until they fully have transitioned and that's good because if you send a person with gender dysphoria and other mental health issues into war it just we've already seen the record that trans people have a higher suicide rate and soldiers with PTSD have a high suicide rate. So if you combine the two, that's just a high suicide rate. And the president doesn't want a high suicide rate. So yes, you have to go through the paperwork to prove that you don't have gender dysphoria and any other mental, physical disorder. Yeah, and just like, just like anybody else, just like you said, I mean, if I were, I mean, I'm, I think I'm technically too old to join the military now by their standards whatever but you know if i were to say i want to join the military well they're going to test my physical fitness they're going to test my test my mental stamina they want to make sure i'm physically and mentally fit and i promise you i'm not so <laughs> i wouldn't get in anyway um so that's all it comes down to it not only that i mean you did you say you have to be done with your transition right yeah that's one of the big things just because it just depends if they deem you and you're untransitioned and you don't have gender dysphoria, which is pretty impossible to do because the, the gender dysphoria just goes with having, with being a trans person and you have to transition. So it, it just depends on where they are at that process. But once the doctor deems them not to have gender dysphoria or they get a waiver from their doctor that deems them mentally stable enough to handle the gender dysphoria and be in the military, then they can easily be in the military. And the military, even if you identify as a certain way, they will put you 
in that gender area. So when you're doing basic, you're not, and you identify as a woman, they're not gonna put you with a bunch of dudes as long as you have been waived through the process. Like, yes, here's your waiver. You're all good to go, stable enough to be in the military. Right, and I think that's fair. It's not that he doesn't want trans people in the military. He just wants them to go through the same process mm-hmm. and make, and on top of that, the way I look at it, make them make sure that they feel comfortable as well. You know, exactly. Um, it's just, I don't know. I know we're, we're going on a real big tangent here. <laughs> oh yeah. I think we're going way off, way off our talking points, but um, what else did we have? What, what did we have on there? We had the election and the censorship. And that was that? Yeah, that was Perfect. that was it in the email. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Well, that's okay then. We're just having a good good conversation. Um mm-hmm. so I don't know. Is there I don't want to keep you too long. I know are you correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm basing this off of your email. Are you a college student? I am, yeah. Okay. So if I'm keeping you from anything, you need to let me know so we can wrap this up. Um but that brings up a good question, because I'm sure you are a minority being a Republican college student. Correct, correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah, it's, it's caused a lot of issues when I, when people that were friends with me found my TikTok and asked if I was voting for Joe Biden, and I said no. Um, I had this really good friend of mine, and he, he's trans. And he's, so he's, he went from female to male and we were really, really good friends. And he decided when he found out I was Republican night, we had talked about this. And so he's like, I don't know if we can continue being friends if you are Republican. He's like, I think there's more you should research. And I was like, okay, yeah, like there, I will research some more. Like I'll, you know, and in my head, I didn't think it was going to change my opinions, but I was like, for sake of argument. Yeah, of course. Like I can always research more. And the more I researched, it just solidified that I am voting for Donald Trump. And I made a Facebook or an Instagram post and I just posted something about Donald Trump and he did not like that. And he decided he was going to go on this big, long tangent and say mean things to me, post on his Instagram account, calling me mean names. And then ultimately like we have unfriended each other. But I was just like, I never said anything mean to him. I wished him only the best told him how much I cared about him. Even as he was trying to end our friendship, I was like, wish you the best. And I want nothing but like your happiness. But it just shows like, and my my old sorority, not all of them, but there were a handful of members that were not happy. And that's fine. I mean, it's a sorority. It's not my entire life. So it did not, it, I, yeah, I lost a lot of friendships, but I'm fine with that because I've made a lot of new friendships. But yeah, being being a college student and a Republican is a small community. Yeah, I bet it's so not small. a not, not a very good mix. Not a very easy mix, I should say. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, people. I I wore my Trump mask out in public, and I just got the meanest looks. And I thought it was funny because I'd never worn it out in public to my campus, and that was the first time I ever did that. And I was just like, wow, there are so many looks. And my friend was like, I told you not to wear that. Look, these people are not happy looking at you. And I was like, you know what? I welcome a conversation. Absolutely. 
And that's why I tell people in my lives too, when I go live, I tell them, listen, I welcome a conversation. I welcome a healthy debate. I want to know because you know what? I could probably learn something <laughs> just like they could probably learn something. If they were a little more open-minded, they could maybe learn something from me and understanding this is our thought process. This is how, this is how we think about things. And, you know, I automatically boot people out of those. If they just come in there to say Biden 2020, boom, 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 like, and then just over and over and over again and spam the mm-hmm. chat, you know, because that's not cool. Um, yeah, I ignore those, but it gets hard be- when people are telling me things that I know are not correct. And I know why they think those things, because I used to be on the left side. I know exactly that thought process. And they tell you all these things and you're like, you're trying to explain it to them. And they're like, no, you're a racist. And I'm just like, you don't need to be watching my live stream if you think I'm such a racist person and you don't like me. But if you want to continue watching my live stream, that's your opinion. Or that's your choice. And if you can say your opinion, but I don't have to agree with it. Right. I think they just get their jollies off by doing that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like it just excites them for some reason. And I don't the DNP it. bots. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. I'll always welcome a good conversation. And, and don't get me wrong. They're not all like that. I've had some really good conversations with people. And I actually had a girl, you know, it's kind of become a joke between me and her now because she always comes to my posts and she'll comment. And it was actually one of, well, it was probably the second or third um, comment that I replied to with a video. And um, now she just like runs to my posts and like, well comment whatever whatever she says i don't even know anymore and put like the little heart face emoji and so now it's just a funny joke between us that um whenever i see her comment on my stuff i'm like oh my god i've missed you where have you been and uh we actually we we dm'd she joined my live on saturday and then we dm'd for like two hours because she wanted to understand where i was coming from and I wanted to understand where she was coming from and we both learned and understood different things. And that's all it takes, you know, that's all it takes is a good conversation, but they don't, most of them don't want to hear it, unfortunately. And Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not here to change anybody's views, but just understand where we come from. You don't have to be Mm -hmm. a jerk, you know, it's just spreading awareness and it's our, we have freedom of speech. Not every country gets that, but that is our right as Americans. And so we are entitled to our opinions. And mm-hmm. when people spread hate and negativity onto my page, I'm like, you know what? Like, as an American, you are allowed to speak however you want to speak, even if it's tell me you think I should get hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it is your right. So. Um, well, I think, I think this was a pretty good first episode. I'm very excited. Yeah, I had um, a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, I'm good to hear it now. One last question. Cause I think, I think this is, uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for here, but, um, being a Democrat four years ago, we'll say, and you voted mm-hmm. for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Do you think now that you've seeing the left side from the other side, do you think you're going to continue on on a Republican path or what do you think you're going to do? 
Oh yeah, I definitely think I'm going to be continuing on a Republican path. I mean, all I've seen from the Republican side now that I've made the switch is nothing but protecting our American rights, doing their best for the people. And it's, I just feel like the left wants to be cushioned so badly and the Republican side doesn't want to cushion you. They want to give you what you need, the tools you need to be successful, but they're not going to drag you to success. You have to want to be successful because this is not all about like everyone should have the same exact things. I don't think that's true. I think you should be given the tools to be successful and America does that as American. You have the tools to be successful. It's just how hard are you gonna work for your success? And people who decide they're not gonna work hard at all, well, they're in the place that they've worked to be in. And if you work hard and as hard as you possibly can, you're going to aim, you're gonna get where you wanna be. You're gonna be successful. You're not gonna be stuck in a poverty situation. You're gonna have that job that you want so badly. It's how hard are you gonna work for it? Because I, I'm not going to go apply to med school when I am an English major and I've done nothing to want to be in med school. I can't just go apply and expect that they're going to allow me to get in and be a doctor when I've done nothing, no work for a doctor degree. Mm -hmm. 100%. 100%. Mm -hmm. Well, awesome. Oh, and one thing um, that I didn't do at the beginning that I should have, that I should have gotten on, on recording because we don't have paper um do i have permission to use your likeness your physical likeness your voice and all that in promotion and i mean on the podcast at least yeah yeah of okay. course perfect awesome well hey it was great talking to you i won't keep you any longer i'm sure you've got homework or something that you should be doing um <laughs> um but you guys, uh, make sure you follow her on TikTok if you want more conservative content. Um, she's a really awesome creator. Help her hit that 10K mark because I'm sure she hasn't gotten community guidelines yet on TikTok. And you could really help her out um, by getting her to that follower count. And she is uh, at overly, yeah, at overly salted conservative. Thank you. I keep wanting to say the overly, I don't know why I'm just throwing words in there now, but yeah, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll definitely let you know when this is live. I'll probably be posting some little sn snippets on, um, on TikTok tonight. So, but we will, awesome. uh, we'll talk to you later and keep in touch. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Have a great thank night. You. you too. Bye.